You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Yes, I'm going to boast. Yes, I'm going to boast. I haven't done boasting for a long time. But I have been given the orders to tell you what I'm going to do. And it's from, from my inside. I always listen to my inside, not my outside. I'm going to share everything I've ever done with the whole world. And that is just the beginning. Just put that under your tongue or under your mind to understand that millions of people in the last 55 years have been on radio, and I think it's been longer than that. I've discovered the, the answer to everything. And every night I give a lot of myself and explain 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 it over and over again in different ways so you can see just how beautifully simple it is to become a perfect person. The Bible says, be ye therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And the ministers say, no, it doesn't mean that. And I say, yes, it does mean that, you Pharisees. It means what it says. And sometimes it doesn't mean what it says because it has been translated incorrectly, and I have been given a gift to understand everything without having to study. I only need to turn the Bible one page or look at a bread blade of grass and, and, and look at the sky and say, where did the hot, infinite hot come from? Where was what was said in, in the Bible in the beginning, there was a void. That's it. I understand that. But then it says, let there be light. And believe it or not, and you may not think much of this because you think it's more fairy tales, this words, but there is a light in the sky. Or if you can call it the sky, I don't know what to call it. But let's call it the sky for whatever reasons. It was in the void. Let there be light. And physicists know that there's a light there that lasts forever. Now, how can that be without a God? That's magic. Now, I'm going to share some magic with you. I'm saying it's possible to be like Jesus and work miracles and work wonders and take down your enemies. And tonight, I'm going to show you how to take down the left-wing of the, of the Democratic Party. There's more of them than there is of us. There is. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to pretend I'm going to take the role of Obama. If I was Obama, the traitor called Obama, who, when he said, you see, the trouble is you don't read a person's words properly. The same sentence can mean something different. Correct? So, if you're intuitive, you will see this, this statement and see it both ways, which some of us did because we have common sense, and the others of you who have lost your common sense and are in misery and complete misery saw it as a, a beautiful thing. And this is what he said. Fundamental 
fundamental. What was the last part? <laughs> Can you remember what he said? I lost a, I've lost a thought. Fundamental something or other. Confiscation, which is about right. Actually, it went away, so you have to forgive my, my memory. Fundamental confirmation, confirmation. I, I think that's the word. But you know what I'm talking about. It wasn't up. And when everybody cheered, all the stupid people thought, wow, this is going to be, we're going to be better. He's going to love us. Yes, he loved you, all right. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. And my producer couldn't remember what it, what he's, what was it? Are you coming? <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> Fundamental conservation. Maybe that would be because we all had cramps after he came into power. So we make a little fun out of this this old man here who makes messages that instead of making um, pure understanding, which is what I'm going to do this evening. I'm going to show you that there's, why there's more of us and why what's happening to the to the university people, that all the kids there are all but Marxists. They're all they're not they're not Americans anymore. Don't you see it? And how did they get that way? Slowly but surely. One president comes after the other until you get the ultimate one. Over. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Okay. Uh, you found out what he said? No, no, he didn't say it that way. Uh, but we'll leave it alone because... Every it was positive to some people, the, the, the scum of the earth, the, the liberals and the Marxists that belonged to the, to the Democratic Party, which is no, no more democratic than my rear end, excuse the expression. And so... What we have now, we have a, a good, a decent President Trump. What we had before was charming, like the devil. The devil is a gentleman. The devil can be a gentleman. And he rises over a series, a series of periods to finish us off 
to make sure America doesn't exist. And we made the big mistake by feeling guilty because he's such a nice person. And when you have a person that you love and you see, he sees like he's, it looks like he's doing the right thing and you've got lots of friends who like you and you don't see what's wrong with them, but the only reason why you... And you're actually becoming infected by your friend. Your parents might see it, but you might not see it. So what you have, very often what you have as a friend is a fiend. And in other words, you're having fun together. And, and one day you see your friend is smoking dope. And maybe he's been smoking dope all, all along. Or he runs away with another woman. Or he's, you know, playing with another woman other than his wife. And you see it. She doesn't know it. I just seen it, and what do I say? Uh, what my, what my, what my, um, my duty is, is to stand up and say, "Hey, John, what are you doing with that woman? You're married." But what comes to you is this: I don't want to hurt his feelings. This is your thoughts. Listen. This is your thoughts. When you have a relationship that seems so good, when it really isn't, when it is bound to come to a bad end, but because the person, your, your, your friend, is really a friend, and he's making you dependent on him and making you happy and having a jolly good time, and somebody loves you, and they're good sports, we do things together. No, he's not that way. What if you... If what I'm saying is true, do you have a friend? Have you ever had a friend that is equivalent to what I just said? And did you not say in your heart, or something said it in your heart, exactly what I said? Word for word, I don't want to hurt his feelings. What its meaning is, is that you're addicted, you're codependent. That means you are a slave. That means you are a slave. But you, but you love your slaver. But you haven't seen the end of it yet. That's just the beginning. So if you say to yourself, I don't want to hurt his feelings, what is really the truth, what is really the truth is that you don't want to let him go because he gives you a good feeling. He makes you feel happy. Made, he, it looks like love. And you've become dependent on serving him, and you didn't know it. It was so clever and secret. See, But you will see it. You will see it, especially if you're driving along in the car and your friend is sitting on, your, on the right seat and all of a sudden, I come on the air and say this, what I said just now. All of a sudden, your friend, not, not knowing anything about what I just said, he said, you listening to that guy? He said, you say, what guy? This is just Roy Masters. I like him. He jumps out of the car. He says, if you like him, I don't want to meet you to talk to you anymore, and jumps out of the car. 
even if it's even if it's moving. And you wonder what it would have been much better if you looked at those words and understand. And because I'm, I'm making it clear that everybody on earth, in every language, in that particular situation of which there are many different variations, it says, I don't want to hurt his feelings, meaning I'm losing the person that loves the worst in me. In other words, you only feel good around what is bad. Because what is bad loves you as you are. And he'll get as much out of you before he shows his ugly side. And that is Obama. Now, what I'm saying to you, you may feel guilty because he might be angry with you. I suppose you did speak up to him and say, Hey, John, you know, you really shouldn't be messing with that woman. I don't think I can be your friend. If it, See, if you had the courage, if you had the virtue, you would want to save that friend if you consider that person a friend, right? If you consider him as a friend. But the trouble is, he's a fiend. And he's got hold of you. And that's why you can't say what you should say to him. Hey, John, I'm not going to be with, with you anymore. You need to go back to your wife. I, I didn't know you were that like this. Thank you. It's nice knowing you. And then maybe he comes back. It's quite possible that he says, you know what? I got angry with you when you said that, but it was true. I have to thank you for telling me. See, so he might be a fiend without knowing he's a fiend. Do you get it? Do you get it? Now, take a person like Obama, he knows more about this kind of stuff than you ever could possibly understand. No way on earth. He looks like a friend, but what he comes, the problem of America is slowly but surely, with every, with every, um, uh, every, every president gets weaker and weaker. My God. And it's and and we become addicted, beginning to become addicted to have a a a, a friendly, a supportive president, which is going to be a friend or a fiend. But what if you put somebody on a on a pedestal and make him a president? A person, especially because he's black, to show you that you have no problems with black or white or green or pink, and you are proud to vote for this person. And the and the left wing Marxists understood all that. They know that you worship the famous people, see, and because they they love you and they make nice jokes for you and they make you feel better and you, and they make nice movies and they sing nice songs and they make you feel better. No, all of that makes you worse. You become addicted to to, to uh, ignore your conscience, 
to run away from your conscience. You see what people walking down the streets with earphones in their ears, and they've got music all day long to keep away, to avoid the truth that could set them free. In other words, they're addicted to their Lord. And in this case, the Lord is Obama. He's rising to the occasion of your needs. And what's more, he's going to create more people who need needs. So he, he taxes the rich. And the rich, the rich have earned riches. They're brilliant. It's necessary to have rich people because then you can have businesses. You can have a big business and own and get 100,000 people working for you, etc., etc. I know the difference between, you know, uh, how many people work for rich people and have people, people have their own small businesses. I understand that. But if you take the money away from the rich and then you give it to, the, to other people, when you we get rid of the rich and you take the money for, for them growing businesses, then you have slumps and people are beginning to fall out of work and it becomes still codependent on the friend I just mentioned, Obama. He becomes your friend and gives you money on welfare. And pretty soon there's more people on welfare than are not. And we become slaves. There's more of them than us. Goodbye, America. Simple as that. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at one 800 866 8883. All right, so let me start from the beginning. Right now, we have more Americans and illegals and scumbags. We have more of them than decent people. This time, you woke up and you made sure you didn't pick any one of those people I just remarked about um, putting them in positions of president, which most of them weren't any good. And, of course, it creates problems in the world, and many people die because of bad decisions. And the tendency is for us to be very uh, uh, people who are are Republicans, uh, you know, in the middle somewhere. And there's a tendency to want to give a person a chance. Uh, personally, I wouldn't. The minute it says, and I wish I could remember what it says, fundamental transformation, there it is. Fundamental transformation, there it is. I lost it, it came back again. Now, you can read it two ways. It means, if he's evil, he's going to say it with great enthusiasm. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring fundamental transformation and everybody goes, wow. But you don't, don't realize it's the, it's the devil. The devil is a gentleman, and so is your friend, if you see what I mean. It's just on a smaller scale. And so what he does, he raises taxes and gives, everything, gives more and more money to people on welfare. So they breed. Yes, breed four or five kids with no father, with no hope. And there's a whole story there, how they become, because the money they get is not enough, and they see people who are working 
and they're driving nice cars, and they don't understand. They're so out of tune. They don't even know why people drive cars. How is it they can drive cars and we can't? And they, they cry out to their Obama, their champion that loves the, the worst in them and, to, and wants, to be, like he's a woman, he's spoiling his kids. He's spoiling his kids to get them to love him, see, and to support him. And the more people he loves, the more he becomes loved. In order to be loved, he raises the taxes, and therefore businesses go out of business and become more and more dependent. When you become more dependent, you become subject to welfare. And and there is a point reached where there's hardly no jobs at all. And he's got all the money because he's raised his taxes. And people are getting poorer. And as they get poorer, it leaves a smaller and smaller amount of people to become slaves. And, And slaves they will actually become. You will become a slave if you don't know how to deal with a scumbag, no, make sure that he, uh, if I was him, I know his mind. If he had three or four relationships, he, want, he didn't want that to be. That's the kind of mentality you're dealing with. He doesn't care about you. He wants you to be weak and dependent on him. He wants to pretend he's your friend and damned if he loves you and damned if you don't. If he doesn't love you. I'm saying to you, that's a simple principle. I started off talking to you about a fender who's a friend. See? And you don't know it. Because he's playing the, bo- the role of a friend. But he's not really a friend. He's just playing the role. It's just like a preacher. He doesn't know how to bring you to God. That's the reason why we are failing. The, the, the rabbis and the preachers are, how, how can I say it, scribes and Pharisees. They all have all, the, all words and no music. All words, but no music. And you, go to, and you become addicted to church, just like a person is addicted to going to get his drink. I tell you, you feel guilty if you don't go to church. That's right. And you feel better by going to church. You think you're worshipping God. No, you're worshipping the church. And you're putting that person on a pedestal. You've got a Bible. Why don't you read it? Why don't you read it and understand it for yourself? Because the spoken word can actually make you... Look, for example, I will show you how the spoken word works. Jesus says, uh, Be ye therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, if you ask a preacher, it means, does it mean really that he should be perfect? And they will all say no. It's just a mistake. And I said no, it's not a mistake. You don't know the meaning of the word perfect. Be therefore become in other words, put the words become, be ye therefore. It's awkward. Be ye. 
something you and us to be, okay, as a thee and not otherwise. Be ye therefore perfect as your Father in heaven. Jesus says, why call me good? There's nobody but good. Only God is good. Why call me good? Only God is good. But if you're the extension of good, you are, you are projecting. God is projecting through you. He's using you to love your neighbor and shine a light. So he shines you a light inside you and it, it reaches your friends and who are fiends. And when that moment comes and you see there's something wrong, immediately you hear to you. The first thing you hear is according to the example I gave you about the friend who is the fiend. That words will come to you. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yes, you do. But why don't you? And and probably you don't, because you you you're secure with a beast that will become a beast, because if it isn't that friend or fiend, it will be somebody else. Because once the person's been discovered, he may run away from you, and therefore you'll be looking for someone similar, even nicer and obliging to make you feel better. But you will become a slave of that. And I say to you, when you take money from a person like Obama, now there's a reason why we can help people, and that should be the churches. If the church has got any decency as a church, it should play the role of the government and not ask the people who are saved or helped for anything. It should be free. And you not come to church every week because we gave you food. You need to set them free. What I am doing on this program is setting you free. Yes, I need money. Yes, I need support. Yet, there's always simply just enough. I'm not going to get rich, but just enough to keep going. And thank you for that. And there's some people that have been doing that for years and years and years. One man gives $4,000 every month. One person. Not many small money, not small money, mostly $50, $60 every now and then, and sometimes you know, forever, we know people forever just keep supporting my program, but we don't have a lot, just enough for me to, and that's all I want. I don't have to drive fancy cars, although I do, they're old, but they're still fancy cars. Uh, I'm not a, not a spendthrift, I'm not white, I'm not foolish with my money. I come from a poor family, and I, what I'd learned I learned that I was not like other people. I could see why we had wars. Because the tendency, even in England, to appease. And they, they elected, what is worse, they elected a, an appeaser. I wish I could remember his name, I can't. Churchill, yes, I can remember. Him, not. I used to have his name, but I don't, don't discuss this subject anymore, and the name goes away. But I can't. This, I cannot forget Churchill. 
if he had been the head of state instead of the other idiots, we would 150 million people wouldn't have died. And the reason why I'm saying this, because he tried. But the, the British people, for whatever reason, and one of them is that they just came out of the, a, a First World War and lost millions of their young people. And I can understand why they would be a, a little shy to, to, to stand up to Hitler and hoping to pacify him, which that prime minister did. Uh, but, but, but Churchill understood in his wisdom that if you, you appease a person and don't stand up to them, they will embo- you will embolden the wrong in them to eat you or eat from you to eat you and eat from you. And you got a person in the in you got a person in the White House called Obama and he was you were eating from him and you felt a sense of worth that is worth. And you have become nothing. A demoralizing, addicted to a brutal lying piece of garbage. So, what he did was hire only people who are Marxists, who are trained to be Marxists, how do they get trained to be in, in, in the university as Marxists? Can you tell me? Yes, because the process of taking America down has been going on for 50, 60, 70, 80 years. I discovered it in 1960 when I began to t- say the things that I'm roughly saying now, but just more graciously, but more powerfully. I just need to be strong right now because I, I want to piss off some people. Pardon me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who, who loves God. And so when I say, <clears throat> I'm, I'm on the air to piss people off, that is good. You can piss, piss, piss people off, which is bad. There's two kinds of piss off, you see. There's two kinds. There's also two kinds of being, lo- being loved. One is lust. But at the same time, as I mentioned, as as the if you ask the preachers, when he says, when he comes to this, this this the wording, be therefore perfect. He says, no such thing. Nobody can be perfect. Yes, we are supposed to be perfect, but how do we become perfect? To realize we are imperfect, and we and to understand how we became that way. But that there's no way in any religion that will show you God. What you're looking for is very hard to find. The truth is very hard to find. Many of those who will not find it. But over my dead body, it's possible now to make it very simple to every race and color and creed that it is possible 
and it's very, very simple to become perfect. The word of become is like a, it will act as a, a verb, a doing thing. Be you therefore perfect, become perfect. Be you therefore become perfect. It's a process, but there's a beginning of the process. And the beginning of the process is being still and know what is awaiting you. It's called redemption. Remember how many times I've said that when you come into the world, you inherit Adam and Eve. That's right. For this reason, in the beginning, the words of the scriptures are exactly right. Because you've done this thing, he says to Adam, because you let the woman tease you, you're part of her and the extension of dark, the dark forces. And that's the way those who come up to politics are. They're that type, they understand your weaknesses and appease you. Uh, there's another way of doing it. They did it differently. He blamed a small number of people and awakened hate and judgment to vent their anger on. And that's how he did it. But the problem aside, let's continue the way I'm speaking to you now. Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1 800 866 8883. Yes. If I was a Marxist, if I, you know, was a Marxist as they were many years ago in Russia, they're very powerful, they're very clever, very smart, brilliant, brilliantly wicked. They understand you where you don't understand yourself, just like you don't understand your friends, and you tend to. There's two kinds of friends. One is a fiend. Remember I said that? And I'm, I'm warning you, whenever you hear those words, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I might, you know, might lose my friend. I might lose some money, whatever it is. There's a way, and that way will be shown to you. You don't have to figure it out. You see it, and you, you wait until the right time. You, but you hear those words. I don't want to hurt his feelings. No, you do want to hurt his feelings, but the feelings are being hurt are yours. So you want to keep your friend, because but your friend will then become a, a, an, a, an abuser. Your friend will become... Your friend will know you're not standing up for yourself, and that will embolden him, and no words spoken. But in your mind, you've still got those words. And after a while, you see he's taking liberties and taking liberties from you. And when he takes liberties from you, you you become upset. And then upset makes you guilty. The whole idea is to make you guilty and then for you to make up for the guilt, not them. And then they'll forgive you or or get angry with you because you've seen it. 
what he's been doing to you. And he will make you doubt what you see by yelling and screaming, you stupid idiot, kind of thing. You don't know how, how it can be compounded until you become one of them or just completely neutered. And I say to you, my dear friends, on the right, well, you see, not all the right people are right, but you want to be right. There's two kinds of people, ones that are really wrong and don't want to be wrong. Don't want to be wrong. They want someone to make them feel good. And so they have a day in politics. It's a champion. It's a fiend. It's a friend. He robs. In other words, what happens is when you, when you, when you have enough people on welfare, and pretty soon there's more of them, or at least as many as them, as people who work. And this is a very disgraceful thing. But you see, if, you could, if those that body of people have developed um, a political um, host, a political group, and he and they rise up because they're never satisfied with what you give them. They have to have more and more and more. And the more you... And, but, but where's the more coming from? Taxes, taxes. And then when taxes, the taxes are so high uh, and jobs become sparse and, and rich people move out into different countries. There's more people out of work and the more people to love. And you see that it's not love. It's create, in other words, they're creating a state where you feel, feel down in the mouth, so uncomfortable. But yet you have a family and you take the money. And you could become dependent on that by getting angry. You take the money and you get angry. And after a while, you feel you, your family can't be, can't be fed. Well, what else can we do? See, so you can't stand up to him because he's keeping you alive with somebody else's money. But slowly but surely, more and more people are losing their jobs and becoming on welfare. And so that leaves an only small number of people who are working and eventually they will become slaves. And that's what's going to happen to this country. You're going to have a host of people who love what is ugly and evil, like Obama. And they don't see it as ugly or evil, like you don't see your girlfriend that you are screwing. and that, But she's screwing you more than she's screwing him, you. In other words, you think you're getting something from that woman. And if she wants to be, if that woman becomes an extraordinary rotten woman, because women are, women are understanding when you come to her, to her for love. Every woman, whether she's a good one or a bad one, the good one doesn't want to have anything to do with you. This is what happened to my husband. He wants me to be a whore for him. I'm not going to be a whore for him. And you speak up to him. Maybe you lose, you lose your husband. But if you'd handle it right, you can make him ashamed. But we go that, into that subject another night, can't we? 
But you understand the principle is the same. Now, right now, you've got more Americans, if you could have a, the, 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 the craziness to call them Americans, Mike, just because they're born here doesn't mean to say they're Americans. No, they belong to Marxism. And Marxism came from the schools and the teachers. And over and over and over, can't you remember, can't you remember this one of two things that they gave Ritalin and Prozac so they could concentrate and you stood by and didn't do anything? Why weren't you up in arms? I yelled, I screamed, don't do it. And those people, those who loved, who were very good at loving Obama and looking for their favor and being well fed and having them becoming the extension of Obama and so on and so forth all down the train. You see, all the way down. And so the last person who belongs to the government and if you don't belong to the government, then you don't have any money. You're not going to have food. And these people don't work. See? And they feel emboldened. And right now, you have a president who's real. And it scares the heebie-jeebies out of them. See what I mean? And I tell you right now, if you've got the heebie-jeebies, if you're upset with Roy Masters, you know what's going to happen to you? I want you to listen carefully. And this is what I want Donald Trump to listen to. And this is what I want people who are really Americans that love me, because I'm an American, and I love what I do. But there's something missing in you that you need to become more virtuous. And you need to admit to your wife that you loved her for the pleasure she gave you. And that's the reason why she's angry. Well, she knows it. She's a woman. She senses it. She knows, she senses that I need a, a husband like a father I didn't have. Isn't that right, ladies? Am I correct? If you're a decent woman inside and you marry a man that you was, was humbly and humble and decent or strong, and gives you the idea that he is in love with you, just like your friend who's a fiend. You've got a husband like that. And he doesn't know. He's born of woman. He comes back from woman. Well, how else would you become? How would you come? How would your population that you have women? Of course. But see, here's something you need to hear. Adam was created by God. Just like a blade of grass is created by God. Tell me, who made that first blade of grass? We, we can go back to physics, if you like. But just take a, 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 one blade of grass. Not everywhere. Everywhere animals can feed and we can eat, and well, you know what I'm talking about, surely. And so, you see, what I'm trying to get to is, is that you need to look to your wife and understand what's wrong with her. It's you. 
you man born of woman, therefore you are the extension of that woman, and therefore you have become half animal. Yes, you become half animal in conflict with your human. And it's called love, and it isn't love. That love is alive, like fundamental transformation. It's got two sides. You can transformation down or up. You just have to read what is behind that. Language is very clever, and so is friendship, when it's really fiendship. And when you have the light inside you, when you know the truth will set you free, when you understand what be still and know is, which is the key, which I hold that key, and you can get that key, go go to fhu.com. fhu.com. Seven minutes. I had a man who called me one day. And he remembered, this is very old, very old story. And he, he only listened to seven, 18 minutes of my program. And, it, and he changed his life forever. 18 seconds, not minutes. 18 seconds. He's recognized where I was coming from. I say you can become perfect. And, and being perfect simply means something very simple. Now, if you go to Facebook, I give a demonstration of that. And I'm sitting here with my, um, my guest, but the person who chose me for a guest is very well, well known. I forget his name right now. But you'll see it if you go to the um, Facebook. It's only about two minutes. I said to him, he says, you know, you, I hear what you're doing. It's very interesting. How do you do it? I said, well, there's only th- one thing wrong with all of us. And I said, you know what resentment is, don't you? He says, yes. I said, anybody who can make you resentful will own you. He says, let me show you something. So in, in, you see it. It's video. It's, it's about 40 years ago. And we got a copy of that, a nice clean copy. So I said, give me a hand. And may I smack the back of your hand? He says, yes. I'm not going to do it very hard. And so I I slap his hand on the back of his hand. I said, do you feel that? It stings just a little bit, yes. But how do you feel? He says, I'm all right. Okay, so now, take this idea and... The reason is why you don't feel anything is because we're playing a game. You know, you know what to expect, right? You're ready for it, right? Yes, he says. Okay, I said, now, I want you to mar- imagine you're getting in a bus and somebody bumps you, kind of mean, just a little, just a little thing, or smokes a cigarette in your face. Then you get resentful. And so your long sojourn into hell Now, this, ladies and gentlemen on the right, you're not right enough. 
and you, you will lose your country because there's more of them that owe their life to Obama. Yes, they want him back. Yes, we will not tolerate you. We want you to we basically I'll speak what they won't say. We want you to be our slaves. You work, we will take welfare. Thank you. And the whole the whole government like that too. Millions of people in government. And these are all people you don't really need. But you get their loyalty. See? And you give them a good life and they don't have to work for it. No, hardly work for it. It's not even work. You know it. It's not. And so you become dependent and you breed children of, of such a, a codependency because you're miserable and you're not happy and your children feel it and you extend it to your children without realizing you're doing it. And slowly but surely you try to do the right thing and they just rebel against you because you're not right yourself. And so what does it mean to be the right thing? It's to be still and know. And we go back to the Bible and we talk to we were talking to our preacher. And I say to him, You're wrong. The Bible is always correct. Why do you say that Bible is is perfectly correct when you come to this question I'm asking you? Be you therefore perfect? No, you can't be perfect. Nobody can be perfect. No, it's true. You have to be become perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's, the word is become. Trial and tribulation. So the very first minute, if you listen to what I'm saying about the story of the 18 seconds or the um, person who, which you can go to my uh, Facebook and see it is only, only about two minutes of video and you'll see it. I think it's Franklin and some uh, Franklin and somebody. It's a, he's, he's dead now, and it's a long time ago. And I'm just a chick, younger young man. And so, if you go back to the idea of the slap on the hand, because you're ready for it, so it doesn't create an emotion. That's the way it has to be with everyone in your life. Don't go there. I get his name in a minute. While I'm waiting for it, I just want to say that when I was talking about slapping that gentleman on the on the TV, you'll see it, and it it didn't hurt. It didn't irritate him because he knew we were playing. But what if you get on a bus and somebody hits you and get, gets in the way or puts smokes in your face? That's not much. You're not, you're not hurt. But you get resentful. And, and you can't do much about it. Okay. Uh, is it you? Yeah, me. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> my producer wants to. <laughs> well, well, as a as a teenager, uh, I'm in my 40s now. But as a teenager, yes. um, I had asthma, very, very, very severe. Yes. Uh, in the hospital, couldn't. Oh, breathe. this is this is oh, is this Omar? Marcelo. Marcelo. Okay, because he sounds like. And um, I had it for many years into my 20s. Um, where I had to hold on to the arms of the chair to breathe, to force air wow. in and out. I didn't know that. You talked to me, told me, uh, you looked at me in the eye and you told me the story about the bus and how if, you know, I saw for the first time what was happening. And from that day forward, I was aware every time the asthma would come which was every yes. couple of weeks. Yes. I don't have asthma anymore. And I, I, and I never took a drug after that. It, that's, that's the day it started to heal. In a fraction of a second, right? Just like that. You, you, it, it, it only took you 20 seconds to tell me that story. But you caught me right at a time where I was desperate. Yes. And I saw what you were saying. That's beautiful. Changed my life. I still love you. I really do. And it isn't sloppy, you know what I mean? And you love me. Yes. And we've had, we in different businesses together, we have little problems, but that doesn't change a bit, does it? Doesn't change anything. Doesn't I mean, that's change. that stuff is life, yeah. but you and I are still you and I. Yes, that's correct. Well, that is so sweet. I do appreciate that. And, I mean, Marcelo, is how many years ago is that? Uh, Twenty-five. See, I I think I can remember. I can remember this much, and maybe it was your brother. I think it's you. I can remember standing on the path that leads to the house that we were building. Or they built, and uh, you were working for me that at that time. That was me. You? That was me. That was you. And you didn't do the mail right, I think, that day. Somehow. I was naughty. <laughs> yeah. So the mail wasn't going out. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so I had I just spoke to you very nicely. I think it was that moment when I spoke up to you with love, correct? It was love, wasn't it? I didn't put yep. put you down. Nope. I lifted you up. I I remember that because it was very special to me because I knew your brothers and, and your mother, and I knew your mother drove away your father, and your father's still alive, God bless his soul. Yes. Correct. Correct. And he, and he survived. He actually overcame cancer. They gave he? him, in 2005, they gave him about five months to live. He had a rare bone cancer. And, and what did I say to you? Your father will recover. Did I not say that? Yes. You? Okay, he recovered. Correct? He's still around. And he's still my best friend, even though he's, he's a bit shy to come and see me. I tell him I love him. I remind him. Okay, you remind him. Well, that was sweet. That's the nicest thing I've had for a long time. Thank you very much, Marcelo. I really appreciate it. We've always good, been good friends, even rivals in business, but still, it's not, nothing can change that, correct? Nothing. I, yeah. I called your show when I was five years old. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> You're doing my heart good. And, uh, and so what's going out now is people can hear how easy it is 
You only have to be ready. Because there's, yeah. if I can just speak through you for a minute, I just want to emphasize just for a few minutes. So let's go to a few minutes here. I've said to the audience, man born of woman is the extension of the woman and therefore the relationship is upside down. The woman in the beginning, man, was the project, projection of, man, of, of the woman. And the reason how she came into being was from him. And so everything got reversed when she ate the fruit and he ate it also. And they're thrown out of the garden in a manner of speaking. We don't know what that really means, but we're all broken. And so we, become, we, be, we lost our virtue and we became part animal and part human. And that's what happened when, when in paradise, uh, it was said they were naked and not embarrassed. When they when they throw it out of the garden, something had changed. The man saw he had an erection, and he was hungry like a dog. And every man ever since, born a woman, is hungry like a dog. And there cannot be a man that way. You see what I'm saying? Man born a woman loves, looks to the woman, and the woman needs to be saved. She's still Eve, and he's still Adam. But you're born into the culture. So when you come into the culture, you, you, you haven't committed any sin. When you come into the culture, you have intuition. God gives you the tuition. But, but when you come to, to, to be a three or four or five or six, you see a craziness around you. Even two years old, you can see it. You can feel it. And it, it corrupts you. And it, it, it pulls you away from unfolding like a flower. It's still there. Oh, you see this, Marcelo? It was always there in you. I didn't put it there. I just reminded you, it's there. It was there. And what was exactly. there? It came to me. It's like... When I forget to make, when I forget a word, you give me the word. Oh, that's it. I, I I know it's it because I had it and I lost it, but you reminded me where it is. That's all I'm doing to the people who are listening to me. That's all I did for you. Came right back. <laughs> 